answering your tough financial questions for the past 26 years. It's Allworth's Money Matters with co-hosts Scott Hansen and Pat McLean. Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Glad you are with us as we are talking about financial matters, both myself and my co-host, we're both financial advisors, have been so for roughly three decades, and um, come here on the weekends to be your financial advisors on the air, broadcast on the weekends, air on the weekends, I should say. We actually, uh, most of the time, tape these programs midweek, um, but we do take calls, and people call in, and we get a time scheduled, and it's kind of, we find it actually works out quite well, because sometimes people check on a show, and they can't get on. We have it scheduled so that if you have a question for us, we will schedule a time that's convenient for everybody and get you on. So if you want to be part of our program and be one of our callers, we would love that. 833-99-WORTH is the number. 999-WORTH. 99-WORTH. You're right. Sorry. We've only had that number for a I don't know. <laughs> it's my first day. 833 <laughs> Eight four numerically. There we go. Eight three three triple nine six seven eight four, and we have a toll free number. Is it? Is there? Yeah. When was the last time you you did a line item on your your toll charge or on your just, phone bill? I was talking to my grandmother the other night. She said we had we better hang up. This is costing you a fortune. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that one as a oh, kid? Oh, it was. Yeah. You'd have to call after eight o'clock. After or whatever. was that on Sunday I, night? Yes, it yeah. was. Uh, it was weird. It was a weird. I uh, I used to ask my because it was a fine. It was a. It was a. It, it was supply regulated. and demand too, right? Well, it was yeah. a highly regulated back yeah. then. Anyway. I remember asking my parents why is that, and then I remember when I was a kid, I asked my parents why grocery stores don't take credit cards, and why is the bank closed for two hours in the middle of the day. I, re- I remember being in the second and third grade, just saying, why, why, why how does a bank just close in the middle of the day. Do you remember that as a kid? They would well, close. Well, that's what happened when you all the kids grew up. They forced them to stay open twenty four seven. That's so, right. <laughs> pretty much right. Said, Enough of that. Now, this is ridiculous. Um, anyway, um, we'd love to take your calls. I want to share a um, uh, on a personal note before, and this may be a little unusual for our this program, uh, it, but bear with me for a bit because I feel that I haven't been totally transparent. Um, about uh, my personal life for the last four years. Because we talk often about our families, and I'll share uh, about my older kids. And this is a good story, by the way. Yeah. So <laughs> just, the way you're lining this thing up, I'm like, what kind of a bomb are you going to drop? I know the story. <laughs> but, but, but it's a yeah, good... It's I have a, a good, second family. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. like, hey, listen, you know I travel a lot for business. <laughs> I knew a guy like that. That's a whole other story. Really? Oh, yeah. He had a whole other family? No, not a family, but he had a uh, like a... Like a 12-year-long relationship. He would, he would travel from Northern California to Southern California and be with the same woman, like had a whole other life going on with him. How did you know? Not that how did he do it. How did His, you know? Eventually it found out. out. Oh, it, came, yeah. it came out. Yeah, and of course, the marriage blew apart. I mean, oh. it's one thing about an affair, but when you've, you know, well, okay, the I, most of your marriage, you carry on with somebody else. It just seems like a lot of work. Anyway, it's nothing like that. <laughs> okay, yes. Tell us the nice, right. the good story. So, Scott my, I'm going to make it a little shorter. <laughs> but um, our, our young, we had, my wife and I had a girl, we had a boy, I had a vasectomy 20 some years ago. That was kind of like two kids, it's all we wanted. And when our youngest, like a lot of parents, kind of looking forward to their kids growing up, launching their own lives, our youngest went off to college four years ago, and um, it just so happened that there were these two girls that were introduced into our lives. They were ages nine and six at the time, sisters that needed a home. And so my wife and I adopted these two girls. Uh, they moved in, it'll be four years ago. Uh, 
yesterday, I think, actually. Wow. For, so they've been part of our family for uh, four years now. And uh, the oldest is in eighth grade and just had her braces off a couple days ago, which was... And the, cool. the funny thing is... And the younger it, one is in um, fourth grade. If, if you've ever met Valerie Hansen, Scott's wife, these girls actually look like more like Valerie than the, than your two biological children. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They do. No one ever asked. It's not like they. It's not like they have bright no, they red do, hair. They do look like they. They look. They look. Yeah. Anyway. So I have four children. I t- we've talked about, um, and it was every once in a while, and and it was probably primarily for privacy reasons for them. But I think we're at the time now where we can feel confident to um, to to make this a little more public and. Um, yeah, so we were empty nesters for a couple months, and then we brought these in. And uh, I'll never forget going to kindergarten, taking my youngest to kindergarten. And the teacher was the same teacher who was the teacher for uh, my son, Blake, when he was in maybe first grade or something. The same one. It was a different school. Oh, the Hanson family's back. And I remember thinking, Hanson what? Hanson 2.0. What have I gotten into? And they had the back-to-school night, and uh, you're sitting in these little tiny chairs, and you're sharing a table. And I look, and this woman a normal aged person for a kindergarten. <laughs> I'm looking like she, she could be my daughter. So, but it's been, it's been quite a blessing though. Oh, they're, they're unbelievable kids. Yeah. They are unbelievable. And they, are they, you a different parent this time around? Oh, I had a friend over spent the afternoon. And he says, you parent more like a grandparent than you do. I said, oh, I take that as a compliment. Of course I'm a different parent. Just like with your fourth kid, you just, Oh, yeah. And those are close together, but this is so spread out. Like, I've seen it all, right? I, I know when they're yeah. jiving me, and <laughs> I know like, what's what's important. Like what's some not. parents would say, if if I knew I, uh, how I parented didn't make such a difference, I wouldn't have tried well, so hard. Well, there's <laughs> that, too, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm much more mellow about things. and just try to – I don't get – things don't really bother me that much. So why does – why why do you – this? And so uh, do, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, what so All I've, Worth is doing yes, with, I, around yes. this? I'm sharing this in part so I can be a little more – because there are times every once in a while, like you said a couple weeks ago, oh, you yeah. said something about you know, your four kids, and I looked at you weird like – and I'm like, I can't live this way. I just – this is – and it's obviously a big piece of our life. Um, but I'm sharing this because it has really a lot – it's got me more focused on the plight of foster kids in, in, throughout the country, really. And these were foster children. Yes. Um, foster, both kids in foster care, kids who age out of foster care, which is a disaster. Um, and, and so um, I, I'm hoping I'll be – I'm hoping I could leverage a bit of my platform uh, to encourage others to help out in some way – with the for the plight of foster kids, realizing that most people are not cannot be in a, are not in a position to do what we did, very rare. But, but you can do CAPSI, right? Which is, you mean uh, uh, CASA? CASA. Quarter. You could be a, a mentor. You can be a CASA's uh, court appointed special advocate, where you're actually advocating on behalf of the child for, a, on behalf of a foster child. Correct. That's right. Develop uh, relationship. But you could also do after school tutor after school tutoring. You can imagine most of these kids. A friend of mine has ran a foster agency for years. He says he says the the funny thing is he says the 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 foster parents in our in our and he's already said in our neighborhoods they don't adopt kids. And I said, what do you mean our neighbor? He says, you know, when you've got the spare bedroom and a two or three car garage, those and the and the half the time the spouse just stays home. Those are the families that never take on the foster kids. He says it's always the lower income families that take on the foster kids because it's a source of income i think because it's a, it's, it is a source of well income. they have there's it doesn't mean there's not heart there no i understand and there might be very good people there so what are we doing at all worth so we are launching all worth kids and um all worth kids we are partnering with an organization called ticket to a dream ticket to a dream was founded by dale and katie carlson uh who founded the sleep train um, mattress centers years ago which is, is a California? No, it was West. Uh, no, it was Western United was it? States. It was yeah, a big were, mattress. Uh, they sold mattresses. They ended up selling, selling a mattress firm. But they were always did a great job with. Um, and and so Dale created the uh, the mattress firm, uh, and his wife is a pediatrician by trading. Uh, serves on some other. Dale dust. created Sleep Train. Yes, what I say. Mattress firm. Okay, he Clayton's, sold the mattress firm. All right, Clayton. So they've always had this passion, and they've created this phenomenal foundation that works with over 200 agencies throughout the United States on foster kids. And their whole vision is connecting companies and people with foster 
kids to help make a difference. And even things such as a small donation can send a kid to a summer camp or money to let them play in sports programs, soccer. And most of these kids never have those opportunities. That's that's actually sad. Yeah, they don't. I mean, it's just that the resources aren't there. They're not there. So they work with there's agencies throughout the United States that will help support. So my hope and my goal uh, we've got 200 and some odd employees. My hope is to raise some awareness with our employees. And with, we have 13,000 clients, many of whom are retired. My hope is that some will say, I I could have, I, I thought about somewhere to involve, getting involved somewhere. This might be an area. What What's in my current backyard where I can maybe do something to help a foster kid? That's my whole hope. So we're launching All Worth Kids. We're launching this with the employees, not All Worth the company. The employees uh, uh, contributing together and launching with a, a million dollar uh, grant to get this thing kicked off. Um, something we feel passionate We're about. We're excited about it. Yeah. We're excited about it. I we, think it's going to be. People, look, I think by people's very natures, they want to help. It's where and how. It's where and how is oftentimes, like, it, where is my energy going? And, and look, we understand this isn't everyone's heart for, for this sort of thing, and people have other passions, which is great. Um, but I think for there'll be some people that'll clearly my, our hope is that we can help move some people, some some level, uh, to help out with. Um, I have clients that are uh, uh, work in CASA, not a volunteer for CASA, court appointed special advocates, and they're both retired. And they absolutely love it. Well, we've got other um, uh, uh, staff members, associates, partners that ha- have done many things across the country with partner kids. As we were just rolling this thing out uh, at our Houston office. They were doing a thing with a, it's like a dude ranch that they take foster kids to. And he's been doing this like 12 years in a row uh, where they do all kinds of, in the Texas Hill Country, whatever they do in the Texas Hill Country, shoot things and blow things. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) Texas Hill Country, whatever they, you know, the Cowboys. Whatever they do in the Texas Uh, Hill Country. And and we've just, there's been a number of things over there. So we're launching a a website, allworthkids.com. You could go to allworthkids.com to learn some more. and um, we'll, we'll probably talk about that as time goes by, as the years march on. Yes. Um, but feel, I'm excited. We feel good about it. We're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, I think everyone in the organization feels good about it. And um, I'm obviously quite personally invested in the whole. A little bit. This. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, I drove the girls to school this morning. It's just, uh, I, and I'm a, I, I kind of forget sometimes because I was, I and I almost said to my wife yesterday, it's been four years, but I still kind of forget. But I didn't think I should tell her that because <laughs> you, you she normally what? drives the kids to school. And oh. I was going to make some plans. And she says, oh, Thursdays are really helpful if you can drive the kids on Thursdays. They're like, and yep. I forgot I did tell her that. So I got to do it. Got, woke up at 430 to go for my run instead of uh, a different time. And anyway, so that's my story. Anyway, let's get back to the financial matters, because that's why you listen to this program, not to hear us ramble on about uh, these other issues. But. 833, but life is interesting because you never quite know what's what's next. You never know. 833-99-WORTH is the number. We're starting out here in Colorado talking with Rob. Rob, you're with All Worth Money Matters. Hey, thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks for sharing that information about foster children. Very interesting. Thank you, Rob. Um, You're welcome. I'm trying to figure out how much I may want to continue to invest in the market and or real estate versus how much and what type of life insurance I may need, specifically looking at index universal life and term. Okay. How old are you? Uh, Just turned 63. And do you have any, uh, are you married? Uh, Single. I lost my wife due to cancer Mm -hmm. at age 42, approximately 10 years ago. So a bad deal. Yeah. but as mentioned, I recently retired. I have two daughters who both graduated from college this past spring, and I'm trying to, you know, set things up so that I can help them out as much as possible in the future. You need absolutely zero. Well, I know he might need some if he. Why would he need life insurance if he's still working and plans to do it for another decade to help his daughters? So we get it. So, so the. But his daughters are uh, graduated from college. Are they working? Yeah, they're working, but, you know, I try to, I mean, they're both in California, so, uh, you know, real estate is expensive, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, the best way that I can leave them some, you know, assets. What do you have? Are you are you working still, Rob? No, retired about uh, just a couple months ago. And do you have a pension of any sort? 
I do. I've got. Uh, I work for the state of Colorado, so I've got a. I've got a pension. And how much is that pension ballpark? Eight ish, eight thousand per month. Okay. And do you own your own home? Yes. Is it paid for? Mm, worth about eight hundred, and I still owe about two hundred. All right. And do you have money in a four hundred one k or four fifty seven or anything like that? Yep. Combination of the two, probably six hundred thousand. Nice. Scott, does he need life insurance? I have. I have a term policy right now that it'll expire. It's a 20-year level term. It'll expire in about nine years. That's a million. And then I've recently, maybe six months ago, acquired a a term policy, but it's to age 105. So it's got a pretty healthy monthly premium. And I'm trying to figure out if that makes sense how, or if I should. How much is the monthly premium? 1400. And do you have a normal life expectancy? Yeah, but you never know. I mean, having lost my wife, you know, it yeah, changes things. Yeah. You have different perspective. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, let's talk about what life insurance is designed to do. Life insurance is designed to replace an in an income stream, an income stream that's tied to one's life. That's tied to one's life. Typically, their wages and future wages, or a pension. That's right. Or other income stream that could be tied. That to it's tied to one's life. Y- you you've accumulated everything. You're probably going to accumulate by savings, and now your your job is in either to spend or grow it. And I imagine your your monthly pension is meeting your income needs. Is that fair? Yep. Okay. Even with a $1,400 a month premium payment on a life insurance (laughs) policy. How much is the premium payment on the million-dollar 20-year level term? Uh, About $2,100 a year. Okay. So I— Look, if you really—if you're—the question is, how much do you want to leave your daughters? Because if this is truly a priority to you— that, look, when I die, I want to make sure they each have a million bucks. I'm just throwing a number in. If that's truly a priority, then you're going to want to own some sort of permanent life insurance, whole life or something like that. It'll be cheaper for you over the long term. I'm not a, typically a big fan of it because I don't. most people don't need life insurance when the day they die. And you certainly don't need it. This would be a want. Right. Yeah, but, but if, if – and you said your daughters are living in California and it's expensive – What's wrong with giving them $700 a, a month each rather than paying that premium payment of $1,400 if you want to help them out? Why wait? That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're accumulating. I think we both find it strange that you want this much life insurance, right? I mean, just being flat out with you. If this is true, if, but look, yeah. if this is truly your goal to make sure that they have more money when, if you die, they have more money than they would than they, they would otherwise. If that's truly your goal, then yes, you can structure that. And I would think a permanent life insurance policy with the guarantees would be would be an appropriate vehicle for you. But but I wouldn't recommend that. It, it, you'd really have to have a desire for that. Right now, as it sits, your children will inherit $1.2 million today if something were to happen to you, plus the million-dollar term and policy, which is $2.2 million. You're buying this $1,400 a month policy for, you said it's level to 105 years of age. Essentially, it's a cash balance policy that you don't actually see the cash balance in. That's right. (laughs) Insurance company. Yeah, it's a hidden cash balance policy. They factored internally. They've got actuaries that have calculated exactly what needs to be done. Yeah, so the uh, how much insurance do you want? Well, that's the you know that's the that's what I'm trying to figure out is exactly you know do I do I bank that money or put it in the market or do something different and then hope that it's there when I pass away, or do I you know invest in the insurance company and then if I live twenty to thirty years then you're like ah I probably didn't need to do that because. If you invest in the market and in 20 or 30 years from now, it's not higher than it is today, then we're going to have problems with your insurance companies as well. Yes, because the insurance company (laughs) actually takes that money 
and invest it mostly in bonds, and they use an actuarial table to actually determine what the premiums are. Have you had have you have you had these conversations with your daughters? A little bit, yeah. And, and they're you know they're both great. I mean they just. You know, whatever you yeah, want to I do, know, that yeah, doesn't. Know, you know, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really grateful I, I, for you. I, I, I couldn't. I, I could not make a reasonable argument as to why you should continue that fourteen hundred dollar a month payment. The t- twenty year level term, you've got nine years left on it. It's. Uh, it's. You might tw- want to keep that twenty one hundred dollars a month. You might want to keep that. It's probably a convertible policy, so that if it's if it's eight years down the road and you've got a, a new health issue where you're, you're no longer insurable, you can probably convert that old policy uh, into a, a universal life. Yeah. A permanent policy, which actually carries cash balance. So the premiums would be astronomical, of course, but yes, as this 1400 a month. Yeah. So if you, if yeah. you're obviously living without the $1,400 a month, if your children need help right now, put it, Give it to them. If not, just bank it. Buy the S and P five hundred or spend it. You're you're fine money wise. Or, 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 or spend or do local it. Local real estate, one or the other. Yeah, yeah or spend yeah. it. Okay. Have you owned a rental you, property? Be- on- have you owned a rental property before? Um, no, but I'm thinking. I mean, you know, where I live, housing continues to go up. Lot prices continue to go up. So I'm just thinking it might be a good investment to purchase mm. something. And- I don't know. If I would rather I, look at a market that, that everyone's complaining about how bad the appreciation has been the last decade. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you're it, one of the hottest markets in the country. I don't know if at age 63 and retired, um, buying a rental property would improve your life. Okay. I think that it actually would detract from people normally in retirement go the other direction, by the way. They start getting rid of their rental yeah. properties because they get tired of dealing with them. It is an actively managed property. Even if you have a property manager, you still have to be involved in the decision-making. Yeah, their fridge quits working, something happens. And it's Even gone. the property management, they have to reach out. Hey, we've got to do this or that. Yeah. What do you want to do here? It's, it's, they moved out. They broke their lease. Uh, you know, we need to re-rent it. You got to get pay a commission. They I, lost their job due to COVID and can't pay their rent. I, I, at sixty three, that wouldn't be the direction. So I, either I'd give it away, spend it, or I'd put it in the uh, I'd buy total, to, total market. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. So well, one last one last question. Yes. What do you think about getting rid of that age one hundred five stuff and doing another twenty year term? It'd be a lot cheaper. And it well, you so let's get rid let, let, uh, let's get rid of the one hundred five uh, the term till one hundred five. That's fourteen hundred bucks a month. But you still have a 20-year level term policy with a million dollars. Nine years left. Yeah, yeah I, that's all I'd have. How much I, is that a month? Okay. It's $2,100 a year. I wouldn't buy any more life insurance. I wouldn't buy any more. And when you start, when you get eight, nine years down the road, and it's starting to get to the point that things going to end, again, most likely you can convert that. It might, it's something you could look into today, but making sure you can convert it. But I don't think you need, look, if, if you if you do a good job saving, you're going to do fine in your savings. How much more does he need to save, though? He's got $8,000 a it's month. It's how much he, he wants to leave to his. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And your whole point is, if you want to help your, if you want to give your kids money, why are you waiting until well, you're dead? Until they're 50 and they're making all <laughs> kinds of money and don't, it's not going to change the equation for them. That's right. Well, that is that. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, you, everything, the most important things you gave, you and your wife gave your daughter. No question. Well, you gave them uh, be, before the, the, the age of 22 or 23 or sometimes even 18. Or sixteen, most of or them. Or age ten, you yeah, gave them. Yeah, right. And I recognize that your your wife passed away when the, the kids were either in uh, high young. school or they were quite young, uh, which is you know God you bless you. Cool. You you raised them by yourself, but they they got through college and they've got jobs and I know it's phenomenal. I mean, you should feel really good about that. Th- that that is an accomplishment. And and soon and you, oh, I'm sure you know the stats of of kids who when they lose a, a parent, it's not and 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 at some point in time, we assume that they're going to get married and maybe have kids. Um, believe me, you can start funding five twenty nine plans with that. I'd do that in a minute before I put another dime into a life insurance policy. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. So 
I like you. Listen, I I love the fact that you're passionate about helping the kids, but you've done a great job already. My gosh. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, you know, when you lose your wife, when you lose your wife so early, I mean, and you know that you're it for your kids, then you just want to make sure they're taken care of. So, but I appreciate it. God bless you. Yeah. When it sounds like um, you really put your priorities straight on your your daughter's. It's your legacy, not, not the money you leave them. The legacy is the kids. And what yeah. they make of their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Rob. All right, guys. All right, take care. I appreciated hearing yep, your story, you. too. So thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I know. It was really nice. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, yeah. It actually uh, makes me a little bit sad. I know. You're looking. Pat, Pat, Pat always has this, like, tough veneer. <laughs> and there are things that he, I look and he'll get all choked oh, up his eyes little, about yeah. crying. Oh, I was raised these two daughters by himself. That's oh, yeah. You think, about, oh. you think about... If you're in his position, raising two daughters by yourself, you you, and I've I've got a a, um, someone close to my life that had lost their daughter. I'm sorry, their wife when they had their kids were both right on high school age, and um, they've had some. I mean, struggles with both of them, and one is significant uh, drug and and, uh, issues over the years. This is. 20 years now. I mean, you still have a significant... It's even sadder now. Thanks. <laughs> I'm just saying it's... All right. We're, we're going to take a quick break. We'll continue on with Allworth Financial's Money Matters when we come back. Can't get enough of Allworth's Money Matters? Visit allworthfinancial.com slash radio to listen to the Money Matters podcast. Welcome back to Allworth's Money Matters. Scott Hansen, Pat McLean, thanks for sticking with us. Yes. As a, a first half of the program, a little different than a lot of other first half of the program. <laughs> Interesting with the caller that we had after the... Uh, Anyway, let's uh, continue on. 833-99-WORTH. We're talking with Donna. Donna, you're with All Worth's Money Matters. Hi. Um, I have a question. I just recently retired here during COVID, and um, I sold my house in California and moved up to Oregon. And I'm I'm debating now whether to pay all cash for a house or to maybe mortgage half of it um, and put that money into the market, which I know I understand the risks involved in that. I've been in the market for a long time. Um, but it just, I question it only because the rates are so low right now. And, um, also this market is just super hot here and prices have been going up and, you know, I could, you know, maybe raise my budget another 50000 by doing maybe um, just a 50% mortgage. I, okay. I don't want to do too much because it's so hot here. I want to look good, you know, when everybody else is fighting for the listing. You know? When So you sold the house. Uh, how long ago did you sell the house in California? In June. Okay. And you're renting now? Yes. Okay. And tell us about your financial situation. How old are you? I'm 62. Are you married? And no, no kids, um, no pension. Um, I pocketed a million dollars in that sale and I put it into the markets. It's only been in the market a few months. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You say it's, the market. What do you mean? I mean, into um, it's a 60 40 split. Okay. Into All right. Okay. Thank you. I think so. You would you put together a diversified portfolio and invested. That's yeah, yeah. When you, when you say the market, like, oh, I bought, I bought Tesla and I bought Zoom. No, 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 not okay. at all. Okay. Not at all. I've had help with it. It's, okay. Um, it's I feel much better. Diversified. Okay. Okay. So but it's also only been in the market a short time, so I don't really want to start drawing down on it. Do you yet. do you have money um, in a four hundred one k? No, no pension, have you ex- no four hundred one. If this eight million dollars, what's the value? I of the have Roth? a Roth of one hundred and twenty thousand, and I have cash that I've put aside for the sale of the house and to live on of four hundred and twenty thousand. Got it. And what's uh, what's a house up there going to cost you? 
So I'd like to spend three fifty, but I might have to end up spending closer to four, which is really going to bite into that cash. And are you taking Social Security now? No. Do you plan on going back to work? You know, the oddest thing, I am so bored <laughs> yes. during COVID. Uh-huh. All I've done is look forward to this day, and I'm going out of my mind yep. by myself with no family. So I just, of all things, took a part-time job. That's awesome. At a very high-end grocery store here. Oh, good for you. Oh, nice. That pays nothing per hour. I don't know how people do it. Um, so Yeah, but you get, I mean... Uh, it's a hard time. It is a hard time to meet people right now if you move somewhere. Yeah, right? you go to a grocery store. You can't meet. go. I mean, like you, not like you can walk up to some group of, of people at some sort of function. Hey, hey, I'm Donna. What's your name? I, I mean, it's like it's such a strange time in the workplace, though, is a chance to get to know. Yeah, somebody. especially if you're in a grocery store. It's a, so why did you choose this particular city in Oregon? Do you have roots there? Have you lived there before? What, what, what was the driver for you moving to this particular city? Well, that's an odd part of the story. I had a different plan. I was going to move up to um, a part of Washington State. I had already rented a place because it's so hard to find housing there. I knew the house would sell fast in California, and it went on my market literally the same day as um, shelter in place. (laughs) So... All these little wobbly things happened. I eventually took it off the market. It sold in withdrawn status. I didn't know that was going to happen. I accepted the offer, and I couldn't find housing where I wanted to go. And even though I had never been to Eugene, friends said to me, you'll love it. Go there. And that's how it all happened. Do you have friends in Eugene? very few, but I've actually made a lot of friends just from going, joining hiking clubs and meetups. Um, and I really actually have a nice oh, little pod going. Oh, good, good, good. So, so, and the reason I asked the, that question. Pat's wondering if you're not happy there after a year, if you're going to be moving and if buying a house makes sense. And oh, I have I seen it. <laughs> yeah. I have seen As it. Have I. I have seen it more times than I could actually count where people have this vision of where they want to live and they move there and they buy a house and they establish themselves because they went there once on vacation and they loved it. Um, That is the biggest decision I think that you should be thinking about now. I don't think, because this is all relatively new, I don't think you should do, I don't think you should be in a hurry to buy a house. I think that you should just keep the money in cash, keep the money invested, take the part-time job, uh, take a full-time job and wait. And if you don't well, like that, I'm actually doing that. I do have a lease until June, but I am okay. looking at the market, yeah. paying attention, seeing what's going on. But I, and I, I have but, given but a lot of thought to what Don, you're Donna, saying about Donna, the only, the only thing you can look at is history. So whatever you're looking at the market, that's what's happened. It doesn't tell us what's going to happen tomorrow. It really doesn't. Right. Yeah, because so, a price of something today is what everyone f- feels that the future revenue streams of it's going to be. So don't get caught because look, markets it, they're not market doing anything. The market's not doing anything. It did, and no one can predict the future of markets. Any market, real estate, they just can't. So. I wouldn't worry, get too caught up on that because at some point in time, the music's going to stop. Yes. And if you're sitting As on you cash, know. you hope that's going to happen. But, it, but on the other hand, if you're, if you're planning on being there long term, you can't. That's a fool's game to play that. Just get. So it's not whether the market, by the way, the answer to the question is I wouldn't take any mortgage at all. I'd I take cash for the even house. At $400, even at $400,000. Even if it was four twenty five, take a little uh, money out of your portfolio. The, 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 I don't know. Look, or, or, or I, if I was 100% certain um, that I was going to stay there forever and you don't care about what goes downstream to your heirs, I would go as far as to say you should consider a reverse mortgage. But you better be okay. darn certain That's you're going to stay there. About. You better be darn certain. So I wouldn't do anything. I'd wait at least until next June. You might want to, you might spend the winter there and listen, and Eugene is absolutely beautiful. I have clients that live there. I've been there many times. It's gorgeous, right? But it's too new. 
Uh, you're, you know, it, it's still honeymoon period for you. Um, wait till next June. Maybe you'll end up moving to Washington. Maybe you'll end up moving to Boise, Idaho. Um, you, you know, who knows? But you financially, you sound fine. Yes, but here, with back to the, and here's the thing about the mortgage. Uh, I, I, I don't have a home, a mortgage on my house. Pat, do you have a mortgage in your house? I haven't had one in years. And we're both in the investment business, right? So I could clearly make an argument that I can, it would make sense for me to borrow money at 2% or whatever mortgage rates are right now. I could make more, but, but there's always that possibility that things don't work out as planned. And I don't like the concept of having a mortgage and having to make that monthly payment. And I don't certainly don't like the most of our retired clients having to make that monthly payment, particularly when you don't have a pension coming in. If you, it'd be one thing if you had a, a government fat government pension coming in where you, you knew that you, you can pay that $1,500 monthly mortgage payment regardless, but to, to go out and, 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 and leverage your house to on something that's not, even certain further your portfolio there's pieces of your portfolio that are not earning as high as that mortgage rate that's in right. this market that's right you've got parts of your portfolio that 40 percent that's bond right. you'd be better off taking yeah. the money out of the bond and and, and because and it's yielding less than what you're going to pay at some for mortgage. point in time this this million dollars could be worth eight hundred thousand in three months thank you scott i was going to mention or it could be worth 1.2 million correct or Literally. it could be worth 700 or it could be worth $1.3 million. We could do this all day. In three months. And it has happened before. It could happen right now. It, I, do I think it's the right investment? Probably. I mean, I haven't digged in close enough, but it sounds like it's probably it sound well-balanced. It's probably the right thing. But our what we found is those clients that have no mortgage payment. They weather the markets better than those that do. That's right. Because they know that like whatever the worst case happens... I've always got a roof over my head. And if you have a mortgage on that and it's in the market and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what the heck was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I better, I've too, got too much risk. This thing fell to 800,000. What happens if it falls to 750 or seven or 650? My gosh, or goes to zero at this rate, it's gonna, I'm gonna be broke. I, gotta, I, better, I better sell some stocks. And that's what happens. And this is this investing thing and this retirement thing and this moving to a new city thing um, is all relatively new. So you haven't had a negative re emotional reaction to it. You're in portfolio, but I promise you there will be a day where you have a negative reaction That's to right. your portfolio where you will say, what did I do? The point being is that you need to stay with that portfolio for the long term, regardless of how it reacts. It's how you react to the portfolio. I love the fact that you just picked up everything, sold everything, moved to a city where you didn't know anyone. I, I want to meet you. This sounds like quite the adventure. <laughs> right? Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that it, is. It hasn't been exactly how I thought it was going to go down, but that's how life is. Right? I, I mean, listen, <laughs> you're not afraid of many things. Um, or Apparently. You yeah, you, who and out there hiking, staying yeah, healthy. Yeah, out there you're, you're going to meet up, and you got a job in a, a high end grocery store, so where you can you know sell fresh, expensive cheeses <laughs> to quasi rich people, <laughs> or or like my twenty five year old daughter. I like I. Oh, well, it's just hilarious. when she comes home, I watch her show. Anyway, that's or nice. she goes the whole paycheck. For twelve dollars an hour. I just want you to know it's going to be twelve dollars an hour. I start this job next week. Oh, good for you! <laughs> Seriously, good for you. You're, you're going to spend buy a house with cash when it's time to buy. Buy a house with cash when it's time to buy. Don't you even know, consider I, a mortgage. I totally, I totally agree with you, and that was the you know what I, the way I was going, but then some people got in my brain and they were like, ah, but rates are so low. You could, you know, do yeah, something so else with that money, but, but it's so relative. Thought, I'm going to call you guys. I've seen, and find look, out what we've been said. around enough cycles. I remember what it was like in the financial uh, downturn and the great recession watching people. No one had their home paid off that I know lost their house. No one that their home was paid off. I don't know of one story of someone whose house and, was paid off. And by the way, it's relative. So you might be able to borrow it too, but I promise you there's parts of your portfolio that, that are yielding less. one, one and a half. And if all your portfolio was earning higher, then you would have too much risk in your portfolio. That's Rates right. are just low right now everywhere. They're low to borrow. They're low when you invest. What's in amazing is this fact that the spread between what the market is earning 
has earned the and the what the 10-year treasury which is interest rates typically you would see those numbers closer together but it no, is I a strange world I've been through 2008 and 2000, and I completely agree with you. But I, I love your point about that I'm still in my honeymoon phase. I didn't really think about it like that because I do move forward kind of fast. I'm an army bred. I've moved all over the world. So, I, you know, I just one foot in front of the other. But you're right. Like, and, and I am by, in the honeymoon phase. By Let's the way, down. If, if you were a client of ours and you bought this home, we would say, hey, don't be afraid at the age of don't be afraid at the age of 70 doing a reverse mortgage on the house. I wouldn't do it now because you have the cash and you don't know whether you're going to be in that house forever. But I would not be in a hurry you, to buy a house. You can do a reverse mortgage if you've already paid for the house in cash. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. You can do a reverse mortgage on a new purchase. You can do a reverse mortgage. But she doesn't need it. She got a million. She has a one point if she wanted million dollars. to. If she wanted to. If right. she wanted to. Listen, if, if okay. you know, if you play it right, the last the, wait, wait, check wait, you write the, will bounce. Where did the million dollars come from? Was that your house? The sale home? of the property in California. What a, yeah. Look how beautiful that is, right? You just happen to be, you lived in a state, the, the area that just happened to have such massive appreciation that it funded your retirement. You can buy a house in cash in another state and it funds your retirement. Beautiful. Exactly. That's, That's the awesome. whole reason I did it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't That's why you. I left. Perfect. Yep. Perfect. Right. You buy a plaid shirt, you'll be the mayor of uh, Eugene in less than a year. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thanks, Donna. By, the, right. by the way, plaid shirts are back in, for, at least for they are for 13-year-old girls. Oh, is that right? My, da my daughter wears a plaid shirt. Like when it, she's supposed to be I asked her to dress up for Thanksgiving. It's, it's ripped up jeans. They're baggier now, like cool jeans, I guess, have gotten a little baggier, a little okay. more high-waisted. Ripped up. They have the holes in them and a, like some T-shirt and then a flannel shirt. And I'm like... Is, is this dressed, dressed up, up for like Thanksgiving? I thought we're doing a family photo. Did she take the family photo? I with think it? she did. Yeah. Yeah. What are you not going to fight it? I, As I we talked care. about earlier <laughs> in the show, my first kids. I probably. <laughs> like, oh, I have her in tears. Probably. Yes. I was. I was looking at some Christmas photos from years past. It always had that one of my four kids had the big scowl on their face, like <laughs> the family photo. <laughs> Uh, kind of good times wasn't yeah. that a great story what an adventuresome soul donna is i really i i'm impressed by that i i don't have that in me i, I like adventure but i would not pick up and move to a city by myself well i'm married that would be an issue <laughs> <laughs> not that you haven't thought of that <laughs> okay let's go to the call let's go to the call right. this is all worth money matters you're listening to by the way with scott hansen and pat mcclain we are in Mount Shasta, California, talking with Eric. Eric, you're with Allworth Money Matters. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call and hopefully giving me some advice. Good. Thank you, Eric. And that last call was I listened to was is a hard act to follow, so I'll try to do my best. <laughs> okay. But a quick background, if I may. Uh, I'm 60. I'm retired, married with three children, all adults. My last one's in college for last semester, so I'm almost out of the college business. And I had my trust completed last week. My wife and I, we sat down with a trust advisor. And at the end, I was a little taken aback because he said, hey, what are you doing with all your money in your deferred comp and your bank? And I said, I, I don't know. I've got to do something. And so he pushed across a spreadsheet um, with annuities at the top and what I could make. It was guaranteed. Um, and within an hour or two after he left, he'd sent me all the forms to sign and acknowledge. And I'm really conservative, so I got really nervous at that point. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I'm calling. And, and so good, let me, good, good, let good. me ask a couple of questions. What did you pay for the Living Trust? Uh, $925. Okay, so and did the person come to your home? <laughs> he did come to my home, but I sent everything okay. prior to that, I scanned and emailed everything. Uh, we sent it over the summer, and they took some time, and they finally met with us and uh, okay. uh, went over. And, and, the, and the gentleman that came to your home was not an attorney, correct? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, he never presented himself as an attorney. 
Okay. Uh, and it was the guy I'd worked with through the company um, that was associated to my. Okay. So to your, to your, wait, 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 how'd you come across with this individual? Uh, I'm retired law enforcement. And uh, one of the, one of the um, uh, companies that works with our old association, my old association, um, Benefit Communications, all right. okay. uh, had, always, had always advertised trust for okay. law enforcement. So, so. Eric, you got tied up in what's called a trust mill. <laughs> it's what it, it, it's it's a term I didn't for. Know it. that still, I you market you don't way. you see them occasionally. You see these ads occasionally, and and what the whole idea behind the trust mill is to identify individuals leader assets in order to get them to invest, oftentimes in an annuity or an indexed annuity. Something that pays a commission. Right. Because they didn't make a lot of money off of this trust. They probably lost money. $925. But they found someone who is a perfect, if you will, ching ching target for the sale of an annuity, which pays a big fat commission to the salesperson. So what happened is they collected all this data, including all your assets. And then they said, okay, look, you go to the house, you present it to Eric and wife. And at the end of it, you shove this big fat annuity down their throat. Kind of what happened. I felt duped after he started talking about it. I felt kind of duped. Yeah, it's a bait and switch, right? Like, I thought we're talking about uh, my estate plan. Now you want to talk about my investments. So the trust is probably fine. You got a good deal on that. You have absolutely no... You have no need for an annuity. My guess, so you, you, thank you, by the way, for your service in law enforcement. You have a retired pension. My guess is that re, that pension is probably about what your salary was, and it's it's more than enough to provide your income today. Is that Were right? Were you in law enforcement for a number of years? Uh, I'm still kind of in it consulting, but uh, 33 years. Yeah. Okay, so okay. you've got almost 100% of your, you probably have more net spendable income in retirement than you did when you were working. Yes. Okay. And your pension's guaranteed with guaranteed cost of living adjustments. And has a, a benefit to your spouse uh, at your death. And now you've got money set aside in your 457, and a, you have a 401k as well, or just 457? Yeah, so I have I have a, a 403b, I want to say, okay. a 401k for my wife that she had when she worked for a little while. Okay. And I have a 457b for another agency I went to after I retired from my first one. And... So I have all this money all over the place, plus a lot of, you talked about the net spending at the end of the month. I've saved a lot of money in the last six years, Yep. and it's sitting in a money market and a CD, and it's just kind of dead money. How, how much money is in the retirement plans? Uh, let me write, I put, took my notes. So one has 137000 and that's only, it's a stable. Okay, stable uh, value. Stable value. The other one has 29000 and that's diversified, stable, and index fund. Mm-hmm. And my wife has about 33000 in her Merrill Lynch, which I believe is a 401k. Okay. You're fine. <laughs> so, I mean, the problem with these annuities, like, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? No. no so, <laughs> anytime you're going to get a guarantee from some somebody, it's going to be a commensurate to what the market, like, what what are other guarantees? Like, and... Right now, if you look at the 10-year Treasury note, yields less than 1% right now. That's the U.S. government. So to get anything more than that is some degree of risk. You're in a financial position such that one can make an argument that says, Eric, you're not going to touch these retirement dollars for years. You're probably not going to touch them until you have required minimum distributions. And you're risk-adverse. If you weren't risk adverse, you can say be as aggressive as possible. You got time in your hands there, and it's like why not? But or you can make the argument saying, look, you don't you don't need the money for your income today. Your matter of fact, you're continuing to save money. You don't like seeing things go up and down. Just keep them where they are, nice yeah. and stable value. And the reason we say that you're risk averse is because you have the bulk of your portfolio in stable value. Which, by the way. You can take more risk in the portfolio if you want or if you don't want. It doesn't matter. If I was managing the money for growth, I wouldn't have this portfolio the way it is today. How much money do you have in cash? About $130,000. Okay. So here's what I would do. This is this simple. I'd actually, 
I'd probably hire a decent financial fee-based advisor firm, and I would take and, and I would interview all the ones in Mount Shasta. Every uh, you, both of them. <laughs> you uh, might. I would. I would roll the the four hundred three bs, the four fifty seven, and the four hundred one k into IRAs. I'd make sure the beneficiary designation was correct. I take the hundred. I assume your house is paid for. Is that correct? It, it is not. I actually, own two homes, and uh, they are both not paid for. What do you owe um, on them? Uh, one I owe around two hundred eighty nine thousand. And I've got ten years left to pay on that, and it's worth probably seven hundred thousand. Okay. In my vacation home, I owe about one hundred eighty thousand, and I have twenty six years left to pay on that. But um, yeah, who cares? It's not a big deal. <laughs> I, I'd actually take that uh, one hundred and thirty k, and I'd uh, and what's the interest rates on the on the properties? The first one's two point seven five, and the second one's like three point seven. I'd I'd actually take uh, one hundred and thirty k, and I'd put it against the one hundred eighty grand. On the uh, second, and then I'd accelerate. 130k. The, from he's where? got 130k in the bank. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd pay down the mortgage. I'd pay. I take a hundred grand of it and pay down the mortgage, and then I would keep the payments the same, and I'd get rid of that note in a few it's years. Like, you're going to earn more on that than the equity index annuity that guy that's, was just that's trying right. to sell you. And you're going to earn more on that than than I could give you. Uh, would you say the interest rate was three what? On that three point seven five. Yeah, yeah. I can guarantee you a rate of return of three point seven five. Are you interested? Yes. All right. Pay down the mortgage. Every dollar you take from savings that's earning nothing and put against the mortgage is three point seven five. It's just like earning three point seven five. Same thing. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And the because yeah, the, the loan's guaranteed, regardless of what happens, you're guaranteed to have to pay that back, whether you can afford it. Whatever happens, right? That will be repaid. And then I would take those IRAs and I'd go with a sixty forty portfolio and let it let it keep going. Are you going to be Social Security eligible? No, I'm not. Okay. All right, and that's what I would do. And you're great. You're financially, you're great. This, and thank you for not uh, buying those. Please, uh, we, I, we, we your money been, would be all locked up. It's we we would be disappointed if you had called and said you bought that. And it's a well, trust bill. Yeah, and, and listening to you guys back and forth when I go from the Bay Area to up, up to here, you know, it, you always mention you know, be careful. Be it's, there's a, no such thing as a free lunch, and be careful if it's too good to be true. It probably is. I sent him a text the next day saying thank you for your time uh i'm gonna look into it a little further i'm not looking into annuities right now perfect and perfect. he was nice about it yeah, I, I would take the hundred grand out of the bank put it against that uh, vacation property immediately by the way yeah. is your vacation property in shasta or do you have a vacation property outside of shasta is that the no, vacation it's, property? Sure it's in shasta tell me it's in shasta it's, it's outside of shasta it's near the lake it's, okay yeah, all right because if if the Mount Shasta was your primary residence. I don't know where your vacation property <laughs> would be. Right, that's right. <laughs> all right, appreciate the call. Yeah, we're out of time, unfortunately. You've been listening to All Worth's Money Matters. We air this same time at this uh, station every week. And, of course, you can get that via podcast as well. Uh, if you haven't been to our website in a while, allworthfinancial.com. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. This has been All Worth's Money Matters. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.